For all your future ticketing needs, use the promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, and save 5% off all purchases at TixBlitz.com or on the TixBlitz app. That's promo code WAR for 5% off on great seats to all events. TixBlitz provides the same great seats as other resellers, but with no service fees. Never pay service fees at TixBlitz.com. Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's showtime. It's showtime. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul of the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two. Welcome to That Davis Show. I am Kenneth Davis. Follow me at That's Davis. Always fortunate enough to be joined by Ryan Bukovetsky. Follow him at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski one on Instagram. Ryan, how's your trip to California, bro? Uh, it was very nice. It was nice to uh, actually get exposed to the rolling hills of L.A. and California. I was texting you. I think it might be the move. I think we got to get uh, out there. California. Dude, we've been talking for years. I told you in text that that was the place after the night both. When we first started talking, we're like, wait, I was like, yeah, I want to go to Cali after school. She said the same thing. And then we came home and took care of our folks um, and never made it. I mean, we went on trips, but we never made it to stay. Um, yeah. I, and it's funny. We was talking like a couple weeks ago and we was like, yeah, we think our kids are like Cali kids. It'd be like, it wouldn't, it doesn't seem like it'd be a crazy adjustment. Maybe if, I mean, I, from a superficial standpoint, perhaps, but, uh, yeah. What did you do out there? So I got in Friday night. We had a very sketchy Airbnb. I'll tell you well, that. What do you mean? How is it? How is the Airbnb very sketchy? It's like location or yeah. what it's location it basically we saw the pictures of all the airbnb and everything and it didn't look at all like what it was in real life whoa and maybe the place itself kind of did we were under a different assumption of where it was the building itself like let's say the room if you just aesthetically looking at it was maybe like a seven or an eight out of ten the building was probably a five or a four out of 10, Ooh, like wow. bare wood staircases that needed to be stained or painted, but yet there's still little fleckles of uh, paint all over the place. Right. These really random like decoration, like, uh, like shades over the, the main hallway lamp, like some were from the seventies, some were from a different decade. And then just the neighborhood we were at, it just kind of felt more so like this is not a place you come to for a vacation. This is a place what you choose to live. Well, we had a old RV man who was living in his RV a block away. This uh, gentleman or what well, we believe a gentleman could have been a woman. Don't know. Okay. Never saw the person just saw a lot of uh, rumbling in and out of the, the RV. <laughs> when I was parking the car, there was another <laughs> car. They had like almost the Tommy Boy cardboard door that didn't close all the way that had been converted into like a house. And again, didn't know if someone was living there except for when I was driving by looking for parking. It was clearly somebody was like trying to keep their door closed. 
So it was, uh, and there was no elevator. We we're on the fourth floor. It was only four floors. It's like a converted hotel. There was an <laughs> elevator, I guess, but man, that thing looks straight out of the first elevator ever built. We Dang. were not trusting that thing at all. And apparently the coworker went, maybe was getting hit on by some dude within the hotel. Like, Hey, why don't we, uh, well, I shouldn't say hotels. Like, it's a hotel converted into apartment buildings. Hey, you want me to show you how the elevator works and trying to pull them in there? Like you can only fit two people on that elevator max too. So it was a, it was a, it was a sketch to say the least. We both were like, this is sketchy. Wow. How much did it cost? Well, it was pretty cheap, I guess, overall. I I don't want to say cheap, as in we knew it was going to be bad, but it seemed right. a, a more of a steal, but within the ballpark of pricing. But it, it really like affirmed, man, that L.A. struggle because of pricing. This place didn't even have a full on kitchen. Just almost, it was really like a motel room almost like you were in a hotel that was converted into a studio. They had a kitchen sink. That was the sink. Or no, the bathroom sink, and that was it. Whoa, damn! <laughs> and you didn't think you had a story to tell? That just that part alone is a story to tell. I didn't know if it was a full episode, but I did have some stuff to say about it. We we're watching uh, Selling Sunset. I started that show thinking like, well, this might be something I can get into. I, re- I like really crappy reality TV shows. I am not into the Selling Sunset. Just a little too much. It was almost like one of my favorite crappy dating shows combined with something on HGTV, like Love It or Listed or House Hunters. <laughs> I love kind Love of It thing. Me too, except they but see, always the problem love it. Is they, they always love it. it. They yeah. list it like Shit will piss 10% me off. of the damn times. It's like, list damn that out of the bitch. Right. Can we get some listing over here? Oh, no renovation. We don't want to actually move. This is great. Everything we need. Right. It's like, list that bitch is better. That place is better. Stop it. All right. <laughs> right by the ocean. actually end up going to Sunset Boulevard in real life. Those houses on the hills. Boy, that's no joke. That is no joke out there. Yeah. These it's people. It's these different. people living out there. Yeah, it's, it is it's different, different too. It's different. Had no LA traffic whatsoever. I was sh- shocked by that. No traffic feel, at all. I, was, I feel like if you've been in Chicago, traffic is cap for the most part. You know what I'm saying? I'm starting to see that too because everybody keeps saying tra- like Arizona was the same thing. Oh man, this Arizona traffic. I never hit traffic. It's, it's like, maybe I mean, once or twice. I, now again, maybe I, but now I've been on the 405 during during traffic hours. I believe when I was out there, but like for the most part, it's ca- like if you you can be on a damn run on a bad day and not move whatsoever. So if you've right. been right. wherever, you know it's it's capped to a certain degree. I'm with you on that. Chicago to me has been the worst. Um. Yeah, we didn't. We had a couple nice places. Two Madre was a place we went to. It was nice. Didn't see any celebrities, but uh, overall, just kind of a chill weekend out in California. Okay, that's dope. That's good times. And now Cancun is coming up next, right? 
Yes. Getting ready for Cancun. That's going to be uh, much needed. I'm going to be sleeping a ton. Going to be relaxing a ton. Got to get this mind and body right, especially still dealing with this sickness. I cannot even believe it. What's I'm going to have to see the doctor when I get back. What's wrong? I, I have some kind of infection going on. I thought it was going away, but it just will not go away. I'm pretty sure what it's type? just a sinus infection. That's, okay. Okay. But something along those lines, maybe upper respiratory. I don't know. But I cannot lose like the, the few symptoms I have. So might have to see the old doctor when I get back, but I don't have time before that. Well, maybe I just need some uh, that Mexico sun to save me from my maybe illness. Maybe so. Maybe so. All right. So this is our Bears draft recap show for Ryan and my thoughts on the Bears draft that commenced the last, well, really last Friday and Saturday because Thursday we didn't have any first-round picks. Um, I'm sure we all know the players that were drafted and all of the undrafted free agents. Um, Ryan, let's get your thoughts. I've been a little bit all over the place, so people kind of heard my thoughts. Listen, I'm tired. I'm so I'm still draft-drained, to be quite frank. I'm sure. I'm sure it was a lot of work. Shout out to Tony, Daddy Wasaki, and particularly Alex Brown, man, for all the work and the fun times that we definitely had on the Under Center podcast for NBC Sports. Uh, Michael Allardyce and Alex Shapiro, too. Um, But listen, I um, my guy went all right in the second round. Uh, I was very upset about that one as well. We have a, th- a text thread, Tony, Eric Strobel, and Alex Shapiro, and myself. And Alex Shapiro was working at Hollis Hall, and he's like, you guys gone, Ken. And this is before it was announced, and I'm like, did you hear or something already? Do you know? No, because I'm still holding out all forms of hope that I can hold out, right? Please! I love right? the attitude that you have towards Alex in this text message. Like, do you know, sir? Oh, totally. Like, did, did, they, did someone say something there? Right. So clearly everyone in the room knew like, oh, yeah, they're going for Christian Watson. Right. Because I'm sitting there like, oh, snap. How everything's falling off. Mostly everybody has taken a wide receiver. And it's the people behind us that really need wide receivers. So perhaps now I wanna, I'm trying to find out. What Ryan Pose's grade was on Christian Watson, right? Like, right? And I'm like, I, I don't think he had him graded as high as I do. Let me full disclosure, right? I, I've said it. And then it's funny. Um, I went on the tape, Never Lies, and I came in hot, and they had NFL Network's Adam Rank on there. And it was just like, I, they, were, they were just going in on me. And I'm like, listen, I've opened up with this is my bias. I'm being irrational. All right. This is I want this. This is for me. All right. Look, I'm going team measurables here. This is what I want. Right. He may be a bust. This is what I want. Right. So that was a shout out to those guys. It was definitely a great time. But Christian Watson went like four picks prior to the the Green Bay Packers jumped up. um, And then before we start recording, fucking A.B. goes, man. So, you know, you're going to get to see your guy, huh? Everybody for sure. Right. Everybody well knows I'm it for Christian Watson, right? Christian Watson was gone, and the Bears selected Kyler Gordon, someone we saw in a ton of mock drafts. If he was there, the Bears were selected to take. 
um, him or um, the Smith, the offensive tackle Smith, right? Um, listen, I thought it was a good selection, to be honest with you. I, th- I think the first three picks, particularly the first two, Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker, I think they're going to be some dogs for the most part. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think the Bears secondary went from suspect to now Eddie Jackson needs to step his ass up, to be honest with you. It's kind of how I feel. Now, of course, he's more worldly when it comes to the game, knowledgeable, I should say, in football than these young men. But still, you know, you guys, you, we know that we know Jalen Johnson is a dog. You know what I'm saying? Brisker's a dog, and Kyler Gordon is going to serve you up. And he's a dog mm-hmm. too, right? Mm-hmm. But these guys are athletic and mean, and that's what you really want to see. These these guys are, are put their face in the fan. Um, and then Vilaeus Jones, we'll see. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, he got me hyped. I'll tell you that much. Vilaeus Jones got me amped with with his post uh, draft presser um, when he was just talking about his foundation and his his father and his grandfather and his faith. Um, how, you know, his father taught him, you know, the first man can't bring you down. I think Velez Jones is going to be interesting. I don't know if he's going to be a sure-fire home run hitter, um, but I thought it was a good draft, to be honest with you. Everything that – no, what I wanted, they didn't acquire. I understand that because they may not have had the same value on those other receivers as we did. I had Alec Pierce perhaps as a third-rounder, to be honest with you. So when the run went, when it went Pickens, Pierce, and more, what was what was left, to be honest with y'all? You know what I'm saying? As far as the guys that were going to make a difference on the outside, you know? So am I upset they didn't get a wide receiver? Didn't, am I upset they didn't get Christian Watson? Um, We'll see how well Christian – I mean, Christian Watson has a better chance of succeeding now with Aaron Rodgers than he had here with Justin Fields. That's just the honest to God truth. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that here he would have been a bust, but it made it once. It sh- would have probably taken longer, but now he's with one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play, So, and they need him. So I'm sure he's probably at times going to flourish, and at times he's going to seem probably like a rookie. Um, but still, I think the Bears did what they needed to do by fortifying their offensive line with a bunch of bodies. You know what I'm saying? At least you can look at Braxton Jones and Zachary Thomas um, uh, as being guys that, you know, they, they should be they, they should definitely be getting a chance to get get some tick or compete. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what the center from Illinois, is, Doug Kramer and the guard from Southern Jatiri Carter. I don't know what, what how they fit into this. Are they just depth or, you know, for instance, with Jatari Carter, they, they envision him. He's played guard and tackle, but they envision him particularly sticking to tackle. I believe the area scouts did mention that. Um, so it was it was cool. I love how they had the scouts come out and talk. You know what I'm saying? I thought it really gave them an opportunity to shine and an opportunity to perhaps uh, get other opportunities in elevated positions um, because you get to come out there and talk and people kind of get to know you that way in other organizations. Um, I love the fact that he took three picks and made it into eight on day three. I mean, because you needed it. It would mean like. Listen, if he if if they can scout well, we may be in a new era here, man. For real. If they yeah. can scout, they're not gonna hit on all these. I'm not talking about all these guys becoming players. But if 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 really if they get five players out of this draft, and I'm not saying they're all gonna be to the standard that we're gonna hold Gordon and Brisker to. 
You know what I'm saying? Or maybe even Jones to a degree. But if you can get five, and those are three guys, so all I'm saying is two more. If you get five or six players out of this draft, man, you out of out of a six out of a six pick draft initially, you did your damn thing, man. Especially when most of these players were in the later round. So I'm looking forward to training camp. I'm looking forward to hear when these guys put on pads, particularly these offensive linemen. I'm looking forward to how nasty it's going to get. You know what I'm saying? I want to see, I want to see some scuffling with those defensive linemen. I, I want to see guys out there fighting. You know, not hurting anybody, but getting angry and trying to implement their will on, on, on the defensive line and trying to let the defensive line know, you know, I'm here. I'm here to make a name for myself. So I think Ryan pa- Ryan Poles, I think Ryan Poles did a good job. Could it have been better? Perhaps, depending on the value. He didn't have the value that I had on receiver. And he kind of told us that going into this situation. Um, anybody that's upset, I understand. Um, it's going to still take a minute for us to know who and where these guys are. But, I mean, you you don't have to let these guys off if they did something that you don't like. All right? That's just the truth of the matter. You know, so we'll find out. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I, you know, we can quibble about players, but ultimately everybody's just, except maybe the first rounders, they're just a, a helmet with a name. We don't know who's going to be good from this draft whatsoever. And certain prospects get people excited, but that doesn't mean anything. We all know that. Really, when it, it comes into a draft, especially this situation, a brand new regime, brand new change, and we've seen such an emphasis on turning over the roster immediately. I, I think it was more so what makes sense with what the Bears are doing. First of all, they didn't trade up for anything in terms of giving up anything big, especially those two second-round picks to get in the first or maybe some kind of package of the second and the third, whatever. We all knew that they needed picks, so trading up just didn't make any sense. They did that. Uh, They need some starters for sure, and with those two second-rounders, that's the one we looked at is you need some starters. Well, they sure as hell need some starters in that secondary. That's for damn sure. I mean, you could argue offensive line is more important. You could argue receivers more important because you need to know what Justin Fields is as a quarterback. And I can listen to all those arguments. But end of day, you weren't going to do anything for your offense or your football team, especially in a division with Aaron Rodgers. Maybe the Lions don't have a quarterback, but Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. You need to be able to stop the passing game and – Kendall Vildor as my second option at corner was not going to fly. And we even talked about this. I'm not sure if we talked about on air or off air, but that nickel corner they got from the, the Ravens, who's Mr. Injury prone. There's just not enough there. There's just right. There's just not enough there to make you think, Oh, secondary is fine. And then who is that other safety? Of course, I've heard people say, you can go out and get Tayshawn Gibson again or somebody like that and just pay up. What has that really done for you, though? Ever since they've lost Adrian Amos, it's clear the secondary hasn't been as good. And I don't want to put it all on the Adrian Amos, but why was it so good? He was very reliable in coverage. He was very good at coming up and tackling things that Eddie Jackson is not great at. And I love I, – you mentioned that with Eddie Jackson. I love the the type of player that they got in Brisker. He is a emotional leader type. He is a captain type. Maybe just his energy, his 
wanting to play the game rejuices up Eddie Jackson and gets him back into that mold maybe a little bit. Seeing a young gun go out there, really showing off, maybe that gets him a little bit more motivated to be that type of guy. Like, hey, hold on, I'm the best safety on this team. And really, that would be an amazing development because if you got Eddie Jackson rolling plus the strong safety plus the Kyler Gordon kid, okay, you got a little bit of a squad in that secondary. They can stay healthy. Mm Mm-hmm. If you can stay healthy, you got a little bit of a squad in that secondary, and now Matt Eberflus has some stuff to do, especially with those linebackers. You know, mm-hmm. like you, you coverage. Listen, if these kids hit coverage wise, this team is going to be hard down the line. You know what I'm saying? And like, I like the traits that they have. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that. You know these are these Dogs. are guys with, yeah, with playmakers around not, the ball. Not Did you hear about how Kyler Gordon was a? Uh, what was he, a professional ballroom dancer for a large chunk Compet- of his childhood? No, a competitive dancer. Competitive dancing, lyrical, that's right. Lyrical, that's right. ballet, hip-hop. Did you see the, like, when he was, this is when he was in the uh, the Washington uniform, he kind of walks and does a backflip? Did you see, mm-hmm. like, it's it's one of those, like, uh, uh, um, pre. it seems like one of those preseason things where they're taking videos just, the, and he's, he's not even, like, running. He just, it's, you could tell it's a dance move, like some, because all I think about is him crumping. I don't know, like, I, was, I feel like he was crumping his <laughs> ass off, right? And I, it was one of those moves where, you know, and then you just, he just busts a backflip, dude. It's like, Damn, kid, you freaky like that with your athleticism and his swag is high, right? Um, so and I supposedly do, I, his foot speed a little bit slower. That's why he dropped, but he plays right. a lot faster than the tape. And in this scheme, he seems like the perfect fit. And I love all these guys that they got in the secondary are going to come up and hit your ass, which is what the Bears really need. When you look at just the stopping the run, which has been a problem ever since Vic Fangio has left. It's not only just controlling your gap. It's also getting an entire group to the ball. You have to flow. There has to be constant attack. And far too often we've seen too many guys quit or take horrible angles or not really come up with a, a violence to them to try to shut someone down. So I really didn't have too much of a problem with either of those first two picks. And like I said, you got some starters. Besides that, you know, the Vellis Jones, that's we got to see how that one goes. But I think you hit it on the head when you have a run of what, six, seven receivers in the first round. And then you have that second run in the second round. We talked about this is a very deep class, but you're not going to get us just a bona fide starter type when you're talking about the 13, 14, 15 best receiver in the class. I mean, right. This isn't an all-time greatest, greatest of greatest wide receiver classes. It's just not realistic to expect. So if they can get a guy that can definitely help them in different gadgetry ways, maybe as a running back, as a receiver, definitely as a returner, that's still, I think, a very positive pick. And it really doesn't take much, right? If he can do some really solid things as a special teamer, kick returner, and be a deep threat that's somewhat consistent – I think you're really happy with the third rounder in that kind of mold, at least early on in his initial season. And then you can see where you go from there. Then when you're talking about the day three guys, like you said, having all those extra picks was just fantastic. You needed bodies. And it's not that you just needed bodies, you needed the right bodies. You needed guys that you scouted, 
the leadership intangibles that you talked about. There's a lot of those guys. We even mentioned on our draft previewing, I want them to take some shots at some guys with some high ceilings that you can develop. And that's what you got with the tackle Braxton Jones from Southern Utah. That's a guy that could potentially be a real dude down the road. Now he's a fifth rounder and he needs a lot of work. He's very raw. So we don't know. We don't want to go too crazy, but in terms of his arm length, in terms of what he's shown and how little football he's had, but he's grown into, there's some reason to be optimistic there that you can really develop something. And then I see Dominique Robinson and I'm just thinking, do you got yourself a Mark Anderson? Cause if you throw Robert Quinn on one side, Trevor, uh, Travis Gibson on the other side. And then maybe you got this guy, Dominique Robinson, as this kind of like part-time pass rusher. And you mentioned it before. You've got the linebackers right now with the speed and the flow. We got the defensive line. Maybe don't have quite the three technique you want, but if you at least identify that player and now you've got a couple edge rushers, you've rebuilt the secondary. I mean, this defense might just be solid. Or maybe just on, up on the rise, depending on how well some of these younger players on, can play. I think it will be up on the rise. And also, and this could be pie in the sky, I still feel like there's a chance Larry Ogunjobi can end up on this Me team. too. Me too. And I, not getting a three technique in the draft makes me feel even more like, what are they waiting? Like, you just Justin Jones in it that hard? You know what I'm saying? Where mm-hmm. it's like, I still wonder if it's like, you just get healthy but enough by training camp. And we'll revisit this or whatever, because then you're then you're really talking. You know what I'm saying? If you right. get you get that guy coming in here disrupting the middle, you know what I'm saying? Like if you if you can get that, we're we're cooking with grease. I like what the defense is doing right now. You know what I'm saying? And next year they better invest in the offense. And also still with this the second wave, guys that you were talking about who may get cut, we'll see if somebody, you know what I'm saying, the old ex that can stay healthy, can come in and and benefit this team for a year or two. But as a whole, a first draft, I think they did a a good – I think they did a real good job because this is the thing. Do you want them to swing on guys that they truly don't believe in to make make it seem like they're placating to us? You really don't. You really, really – like if we're running the draft as fans, then we're in some trouble. You know what I'm saying? Like that's there's a reason why we're on the sidelines and they're in the Hallis Hall. Hopefully, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. So, but I it, mean, it, to it, throw onto that what you just said, there. What at what point since Ryan Poles has been hired has it not seemed like everything's been very tactically planned? Mm-hmm. They this you know rush to turn over the roster that wasn't by accident. All these one-year deals for all these free agents, that's not an accident. I think second wave, third wave free agency is key to this team, and I I want to believe that Ryan Poles had that as a part of his plan. Now, you can't count on which veterans are going to be there, but if, let's say, you felt that we can get our defense up to par and you feel okay with Tevin Jenkins and Larry Bourne giving them this year to see what they've got, you do have Cody Whitehair, you got Lucas Patrick, we can't be the same city that was saying, oh, we're bragging about our right guard and Kyle Long and right guard doesn't even matter. And now it's like the end of the world if we don't have a right guard. They'll find a right guard 
Let's not pretend all of a sudden it's they better have in this draft, Ryan. He better <laughs> he better be there right now. All right, he be, name a name, pick a name. All right, because he better be there. All right, <laughs> but Forget worst that. case, you don't think there's going to be like a Ryan Bates or somebody on the free market that you can get somewhere of some kind as a guard? I think Man, there's going to be something. Hope. Dude, I hope the guard is in house now. Me too. With Me all too. these offensive, and I meant from if 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 Zachary Thomas, Braxton Jones, and Zachary Thomas at one point were, I mean, uh, yeah, if one of them can end up playing, and it may not be this year, OT and Larry Borm's the future guard. You know what I'm saying? But the sure. guard, the right sure. guard, better be in house with all these offensive linemen that they brought in here over the weekend. All right. He better be he better be in that piece, man. Cause now what are we doing then? You know what I'm saying? I know, right? Like, goodness, we're gonna have all this old lineman and none of you guys can play right now. <laughs> God damn. We only got tackles, no guards. Right. We need like, a right guard. Feet of ineptitude. None of you guys can play right. So I know. Does this mean you got to get rid of like Sam Musselberg because he can only play center type? Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, really, in terms of the offense, obviously you'd want a more bona fide offensive line. But we don't know if Larry Borm and Tevin Jenkins aren't good. I mean, Tevin Jenkins, if he's your right tackle, everybody was screaming how great he's going to be as a right tackle in the league. Obviously, the back surgery hurts that, but we don't know if the back surgery is going to stop them. There's definitely players that have had success with back surgery. There's plenty that have not. I don't want to make it seem like nothing, but we can't just rule out, oh, Tevin Jenkins is done because he had back surgery. That's not exactly how it works. Um, And Larry Borum, all I keep hearing is how amazing this dude's feet is, how big he is, and how athletic. seems like you can figure out a spot for him. And if you can just find another receiver, like you said, an X of some kind that you can rely on, and you have Darnell moving, and then some of these younger players and Velas Jones coming out of the slot, I don't want to make it seem like this team is like complete or doing anything, but they're much better right now after a full roster turnover than I kind of expected them to be at this point. I don't know if you kind of feel that way. I mean, listen, I – I always thought Byron Pringle was going to end up here. And there was something that I wanted. And you're telling me that, all right, none of these, but Darnell Mooney maybe has a chance to be a world beater. Byron Pringle should add to this roster. All right. Um, Equiminius St. Brown. Mm hmm. I don't, I don't know. Maybe more opportunity. He was playing with, 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 uh, um, Aaron Rodgers, and it wasn't all the way up. So we'll see how that goes. And Bayless Jones, if he's going to come in there and be like a player similar in a a red uniform with a gold helmet, and, you know, it kind of shortens the field and it kind of simplifies the offense for Justin, I'm intrigued by seeing it. Um, You still need to make sure that after this season, you bring in a top flight receiver. And if you want to do that, then mm-hmm. I think this is another thing, too, that people don't realize. <clears throat> they knew their offense wasn't ready. Uh, one, the team isn't ready. That's why you have all these cats signed to one-year deals. Like, we want to keep putting the cart to a degree in front of the horse where it's 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 not, it's not time yet. You know what I'm saying? Especially – for the grade that Ryan Poles and his his um his scouts 
had on some of those receivers that we were going crazy about. I mean, clearly, this is like I said, look, I said Alec Pierce is a third round pick, right? So other teams jumped and grabbed him in the second. So our team should have done that same thing too, basically, is what right. we're saying, and, and not right. taking Brisker. You know, like if if you are being true to your board, all right. But now when that board, I'll say this, when that board is flipped on the offensive side and that receiver falls to you that you had going in the first round and now he's there in the second, you better pick his ass up too. You know, like, so it it, it, it it better be a two-way street. And, I mean, we're talking about offensive linemen, so I would think in Cunningham and Poles, I would think it would be like that. So it's just, I mean, it was a deep draft when it came to receiver, but I feel like we keep neglecting that there was a reason those receivers were in the second round. You know, there were warts on those guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. there were warts on majority of those guys that went in. Not to say that some of them weren't, weren't less wartier than the others, but they have warts. And compared to Gordon and Brisker, they really didn't have warts like that. You know what I'm saying? No. So, I mean, Gordon. And like, then what would you have done if you got, let's say, Pickens with uh, that second round pick? You'd be hurting right now for a safety or a corner, one or the right. other. Right. So, again, I'm not, it, 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 it doesn't mean we don't value receiver, but clearly they didn't have the same value on those other receivers. Again, I would have liked to see – I would have I just, I, just so I could be mad at Ryan Poles, I would have liked to have seen if they passed up on Christian Watson. If they're valuing Christian Watson, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, if, he, if, they, if the value was that low – because, I mean, clearly, you would have to think it was him or nothing, right? When it comes yeah, to the second-round uh, receiver. I mean, and then when I say it could have been nothing, it may have been that they didn't view him as valuable as Gordon or Brisker, but I still would have liked to know because it, it would have it it given us a, a clearer indication of what way that they cho- – I guess they did give us a clear indication of the way they were drafting two defensive players, but – I would have liked to know to see if well, they had you a know another thing that I think is important to remember here. And Ryan Poles talked about this quite a few times. This is not something that I don't think other Bears GMs haven't done in the past either, but it's a factor to consider. One of the reasons why the Baltimore Ravens were looked at as such an amazing draft with like Hamilton and Lindenbaum is because they got the best player at their position and there was a gap between the next best right when you you have to look at that sometimes with your board if we go pickings here but we feel Vallis jones is basically the same guy just maybe a little bit less and let's even say there's a player less but when we talk about brisker or gordon that there's a big gap down that puts an extra value on those two players versus pickings because you still have a chance to get a pickings player but you don't have a chance to get a Gordon or a Brisker if you don't get them now. Great point. Great point. All right. Well, that's basically Ryan and my draft recap. Uh, we can't wait. We'll be back next week to kind of talk about some of those intrix interviews, intro interviews that are happening. I believe this Thursday they're going to be here. Um, can't wait to hear about these guys at camp. Um, and rookie minicamp. Um, I'm getting a little bit excited, man. I mean, I need a little football break, just a little bit. Right. 
Especially uh, Bulls just run out of town. Both teams terrible at baseball right now. Just oh, Dylan Cease was dealing. Dylan Cease was dealing. Dylan Cease was dealing today. Yes, for sure. I mean, the Sox are going to turn it around, but just right now, it's rough. Yeah, totally. It sucks. All right. Anyway, we'll be back next week with sports again. We always appreciate you taking some time out to hang out with us.